What's up, guys? Before we get started, we want to let you know about our sponsor, Fresh Prince. You guys need new uniforms for the upcoming sports season or want to have a matching shirt for the big family reunion? Maybe have a cool design that you also want on a shirt. Fresh Prince has got you covered for all your screen printing or embroidery needs. Yeah, so go to freshprinceinc.com. That's fresh, P-R-I-N-T-Z, inc.com, or check them out on Facebook to see what they have to offer. Again, that's freshprince, with a Z, inc.com. Now, let's party. Yo, I was in the shower. Call me back. What's up, guys? I'm Josh. I'm Jared. And as always, the man behind the curtain, BJ. What's up, BJ? What up, BJ? So um, you can find us on Facebook. You can also find us on Instagram. Those are the only two that we're on right now. Good. I'm not a Twitter guy. So Good. we haven't started Twitter yet or threads, any of that. Um, not a big social media person to begin with, but because of social media, we get to meet people like our guests today. But Jared, go ahead and um, tell the uh, phone number and the email. Hit us up on the hotline. You got us at 317-520-3168 or the email, themelonpartypod at gmail. Shoot us a call. Shoot us an email. Talk about topics. Give us feedback. Tell us we're dumb. Tell us we're cool. We want to hear from you. Yeah, so we, uh, like I said, we got a guest today. A um, little bit different. This is actually someone we've never personally met. I'm a fan of him um, from his... Uh, his Instagram page. Yeah, Josh sent it over to me. I checked it out. It's uh, super interesting stuff right up my alley. I'm yeah, looking so, forward to this today. Uh, the bio is what caught me mm-hmm. Caught me when I first saw it. Uh, the bio says, A salvaged television remarkably tunes into nostalgic broadcasts from adjacent realities. Yeah. It's a mouthful, and it, I like it. It's, yeah. it's pretty great. So I like it. Uh, today we have from Deja Vu TV from Instagram, we have uh, Joe. Welcome to the show, Joe. What's up, Brad? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. We really appreciate being here. Like... Uh, I was saying before, I I really like your stuff. Um, I've really noticed a lot of these this AI uh, art and stuff coming out. Um, you and Davy Jones are two guys that are, I really enjoy. Um, sure. And uh, but it's one of those things where um, a lot of times with you guys, artists, you kind of keep a lot of your other part of your life away from your page or this and that. So like I'm seeing all this cool art, but I have no idea about the person behind it. So that's yeah, one reason tell us a little bit about I wanted yourself, to reach out man. to you and find out more about you. So let's start out, uh, just kind of tell us where you grew up and whatever you feel comfortable with uh, about your childhood and kind of lead into what your inspirations and stuff are. Sure. Yeah. I grew up in Scarborough, Ontario, which is uh, like a suburb just outside of Toronto. Mm. Um, now it's, it's all part of what would they call the mega city of Toronto, but Growing up, uh, there's some other, you know, famous Canadians like Mike Myers from uh, Wayne's World, Jim Carrey, sure. The Weeknd. Nice. Uh, a lot of those guys are from Scarborough. Mm-hmm. Former, like the the snow rapper. I oh, used yeah. to in one of my... For <laughs> sure, for <laughs> sure. My little brother actually stole my bike when I was a kid, but I got it back. Oh, really? Oh, nice. No way. <laughs> Funny awesome. story. Uh, I love it, dude. But yeah, growing up in Scarborough, I was always interested in art and sports. Um, in high school, I took art, um, but it wasn't anything that my friends were doing. We were playing rugby and hockey mm-hmm. in, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to university, that's when I kind of had to make a decision. 
Um, and I started studying art. I double majored in art history and studio. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I uh, worked for the city of Toronto and I developed uh, art programs like camps for kids, oh, wow. outreach oh, nice. programs, um, getting kids interested in school through art, right? Because we know that school's not for everybody. That's yeah. great, um, though. That manifested itself into a career. So I went to teacher's college and I became uh, an art teacher at a private school for 10 years. Great. And then I had an opportunity to move up in administration. So currently I'm a vice principal at a private school in Toronto and awesome. I oversee technology, um, but how to integrate it meaningfully. Um, okay. So everything that I've been doing with the Instagram page is almost like a byproduct of what I've been doing with school awesome um, like work that is i bet that's very helpful for the uh the younger generation to kind of relate to what you're doing too instead of you know like handing them a book you know and saying turn to chapter three for this lesson you can say hey check out this instagram page and you know that's a lot more accessible for kids at a younger age i would think absolutely and, and these days you know i think it's easy for a teacher to kind of model themselves after their favorite teacher. But then again, you're you're re referencing a 20-year-old model, right? Kids right. will see through that jazz and they mm -hmm. want something that's new and they mm -hmm. have technology at their fingertips. They're inundated with it. Sure. So why aren't we using tools um, in, in the classroom, right? It's easy to preach at the front of the room, but that, that was never my style. So sure. as an art teacher, as we were drawing things, I'm like, hey, let's scan it in and let's try to color it using Photoshop. Oh, I don't know nice. how to use Photoshop. Well, you're going to have to learn it eventually. We might as well right. learn. And we've been very fortunate um, working at a private school where we're one-to-one. -one. So all the kids have MacBooks, um, we supply them. So they had oh, all wow. these tools at their fingertips, but made my job a little bit easier because it was fun. So I wasn't really, sure. you know, teaching from a textbook. I was almost teaching from the hip and I was relating things that I was doing in the real world and, mm -hmm. and having them create. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's great because... Uh, we we get caught up sometimes in what the future holds, and we get we get afraid of it because we're we're afraid of things we don't quite understand or things that we fear. And so, I mean, technology is moving forward, and like you're saying, all of this stuff is going to be integrated in their lives. We might as well teach it. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying it's it. not going to happen, not going to happen. I don't want to teach it. We got to stick with these old. It's like no, this is where we're going. Why not teach it? You know, and it's the same thing as being a parent. You know, you can be afraid of stuff for your kids. But instead of keeping them from experiencing it or whatever, just teach them about it mm -hmm. and and give them the warnings and give them, okay, if this does happen or if you are going through this, this, is, how you, this is how you handle it, you yeah. know, and instead of just being afraid of. It. And I think with technology, there's a lot of fear and especially with AI, there's a lot of fear. So well, at least now in the press, I mean, what, yeah. you, what, what are your kind of thoughts on all of the fear mongering behind AI right now going on? Well, it's kind of history repeating itself, right? So mm -hmm. You know, obviously anything in this world can be polarizing and, um, you know, anything new, if you don't understand it, you're going to be scared. Sure. Um, but the same thing happened with like digital cameras. I was working <laughs> at Staples right. when I was in university and people were like, oh, digital cameras, there's no soul in photography. It takes a picture, right? Now <laughs> right. everyone yeah. takes a picture from their phone. So I don't yeah, know what everyone was complaining right. about sure. right. or, or even right. researching, you know, well, oh, you're going to Google that's cheating. Well, no. Did you want to waste five hours at a library to find something that you didn't want? Right. right. So. Right. Now, if you can harness like AI, like let's, let's use chat GPT or the language models for a second. Why wouldn't you delegate a task mm -hmm. to something that could yeah. find exactly what you want? Like we're not here to waste our time. You know, time sure. is money. Sure. But I think everyone is just kind of putting up their arms because they're afraid that maybe their jobs yeah. will yeah. be replaced. Well, yeah. if your job can be replaced by a bot, then yeah, maybe, how do you yeah. beat the bot? Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. there's, 
they're only trained on what you tell them, right? So how sure. can you kind of find a new avenue or incorporate it into what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and with uh, with the AI too, I think it's it, it hasn't really been explained. You know, I think that's too where a lot of people are just like here. They have only... science fiction definitions yeah. in their mind. They're thinking about you know Skynet and Terminator oh, and yeah. like the AI movie, the, and, the Kubrick it's movie, the same or with something. Like uh, aliens. Anytime people hear aliens, they automatically hear invasion. They think yeah. invasion. It's yeah. like no, I mean that's just what we think. <laughs> you know, that's what we've come right, up right. with. We don't yeah. know the reality of anything. You know, so uh, so yeah, that I think that's and like we were talking the other day. There's a lot of people who um, kind of dog on the uh, the AI, and they're like, oh, "It's not real art," you know? Right. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm sure when they went from finger painting to paintbrush, they're like, "That's that's not how you. That's not real that's art. That's not art." So yeah. like, it's it's and for me, art is something that um, is always pushing boundaries, and it's always trying to find mm-hmm. that new way of moving forward, whether it's uh, art and comedy or actual drawing art. Something or that elicits an emotional response from you is is art, really. Yeah. You know, it could be a video game, it can be a movie, it could be a painting, a sculpture. Yeah. And it's always been song. pushed forward with technology, you mm-hmm. know? So now we're hitting that final, that, yeah. that technology of, of AI. Do you get a lot of uh, criticism or have you received any of that from more quote unquote traditional artists saying that, you know, using AI to create art, that's not real art or, or anything like that? What's your kind of experience with anything like that? Yeah, of course. And it's been, it's been, the majority has been positive. So I've been meeting some very cool people yeah. like, like yourselves, obviously, but then you get a few of, uh, of the negative comments and sure i I, it really doesn't affect me right Mm -hmm. you know like i have a background in art history so Mm -hmm. i'm probably sure i'm well versed in art more than anybody that's visiting my page so (laughs) it's like you it's like you you eloquently said it's it's how it moves you right and Mm -hmm. it can just be as simple as that you could hate it you Mm can like it right as long as you looked at it i think it's done its purpose right right? and it doesn't have to be traditional like two-dimensional on a wall it could Mm -hmm. be on your phone it could be someone dancing right if that kind of stirred your heart a little bit then it's done its job but sure i hate it's all hate's a strong word but Mm -hmm. when people comment and let's say i investigate i click on their account because they say and all that kind of jazz to see what they're kind of pumping out Mm -hmm. they're on their own i'm like maybe you could use some ai right like you know you know it's like i treat it like my process i'm sure we will talk about a bit later is i'm always sketching right so as a as a lifelong artist, I've always been doodling, but mm-hmm. now with, with this tool, I'm able to kind of drop some of my drawings in there and it really creates a skeletal system so I can get a little bit more accuracy and I'm just asking it to kind of fill in the blank. So mm-hmm. if anything, mm-hmm. I think I'm maybe, I'm not just putting in words, yeah. but I'm yeah, getting yeah. out a response because you can see AI art that looks like that. It looks flat and sure. You can see a million pictures of Iron Man that look like Robert Downey Jr. That's cool. But you know, right. AI has a, this insane ability to mutate and to meld things in right, right ability that you wouldn't have been able to do right now with like Photoshop and and all these other tools. I'm pretty competent in those two, and yeah, you're just not able to do that yet. Or to have a surprise, like I made a post. It's my most popular one. It's uh, Shrek and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but yeah. that was just me messing around with a Shrek idea, and I'm like, it kind of looks like a turtle. But <laughs> it was my mind that made that connection. It wasn't AI. So sure, anything sure. to kind of coax the creative muse, I think should be endorsed and not kind of spit mm. on. Yeah. Well, it's basically your assistant, 
in a sense, you know, right. it's like, Absolutely. here, here's my idea. Help me, help me make this idea. Mm-hmm. Something to bounce you off. It's another tool in your toolbox. And like, that's really interesting what you were talking about. And that was like kind of leading into one of my questions. Exactly. I don't know really a lot about these programs. I mean, you I hear either. the name chat beat GPT. I, I did a cursory Google search, you know, when, when I knew we were going to interview to just kind of check it out. And I saw a lot of, you know, free AI generators. And I was kind of thinking back to the infancy of those when they first started. And I remember seeing those gifts that were just like Lovecraftian horror meldings where like <laughs> eyes would pop out of their yeah. mouths and heads and stuff. And I'm like, they've come so far so quickly. And I'm just curious, like what kind of tools do you, is there one specific software that you use? Do you use multiples to kind of, you know, get that? Um, like maybe explain a little bit more about that. I'm a, I'm a little more interested to hear more about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So as part of my job, I always have to be forecasting technology and Mm -hmm. I have to kind of, you know, be ahead of my staff, obviously. Mm -hmm. So when I heard about generative models, right, Mm -hmm. like uh, let's talk about ChatGPT. I was very interested in it because I was already exploring machine learning Mm -hmm. and how you could just uh, set something to do an infinite amount of processes while you're sleeping. And then you come back and all of a sudden it's figured something out. Sure, Um, that's cool. So when I was able to see kind of those early incarnations of images mm-hmm. it had me hooked and right. i remember telling my wife i'm like there's something cool about this i need to learn about it yeah so i exclusively use midjourney which okay. is uh an ai that it's kind of embedded within discord so mm-hmm. you kind of talk to it and then it kind of spits out the images okay other programs have come a long way um dally is mm-hmm. i know is a popular one mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i can almost tell when something was made with that one yeah it's, you it's can very tell some and, subtle differences between the softwares usually Absolutely. I I try in my process, I never doctor any of my images after. I don't bring them into mm-hmm. um, Photoshop to process anything. I kind of embrace the the chaotic sure. sense of it. And I think sure. kind of it's been successful with what I've been doing so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to kind of to give a bit of an education on what my stance on how uh, those models are created, like mm-hmm. I'm, I work in a school. If I was teaching a class of kids to do something, those kids can teach more kids that and more kids that. So it's infinitely mm-hmm. learning all these different models that it's creating. And mm-hmm. then collectively it betters itself. So mm-hmm. in the progression of mid journey, for example, there's different versions. Like there's projects I could never completed. So recently right. I could finally do Darkwing Duck when oh, nice. previously it couldn't create that because the models maybe weren't established or okay. it looked a little bit too much like Donald Duck or right. So I guess as more people contribute, it's creating more more opportunity uh, for better art I see. or worse. It all depends. You say it's embedded in a discord. So it's kind of user generating and crowdsourcing this data from multiple users then who are inputting into this software. Is that kind of how it works? I would think so. Yeah. Cause chat GPT they're at least they're, they're very transparent about it where mm-hmm. your chat history can be used That's to so better strange. the system. It's huh. not like, you know, the government isn't kind of <laughs> learning from everything right, we're doing right. on Google anyways. Right. But, right. But, but right. the more that those images are generated, it's mm-hmm. learning itself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of parsing itself wow. into smaller little things and right. it's creating an archive, I, I presume. That so is, it's always referencing those. And that is so meta to wrap like your head around. Even some images, like if you try to tackle something, mm-hmm. you can tell it's leaning towards something. Like if I did a, a Mickey Mouse, Michael Jackson mashup oh, yeah. and yeah. Right. I had to really kind of coax it away from Mickey Mouse. Like it, it almost makes it look like a 
like a mascot at the at the park right, right. Yeah. it's not making it like a two-dimensional steamboat willy so uh -huh, there's uh -huh. some things that it's kind of rigid on at least right. i think for now sure. right until more people because it has limited data or whatever on that specific yeah. thing or person or whatever well, the, there was a be. few of the mickeys that were pretty creepy looking yeah too, where the eyes are bugging out and you're just like man that's wild I was that, really, that's why yeah. with like davy jones davy jones has like the um the crazy circus oh, yeah. and amusement park to so where everything's sure. kind of chaotic and horror kind of thing mm -hmm. and that's why like i like both you guys you get you're totally you're using the same um same stuff but it's like these two different visions and yeah these two very different, different outcomes that's for what's sure really the cool. contrast is great yeah. yeah um i was when i was doing my google search and just kind of you know searching uh this this interview the one thing that i noticed is when i when i googled your your deja vu tv that in canada there's there's a tv channel called Deja Vu that shows old 70s through early 2000 sitcoms, they it's said. Awesome. Like and then I was TV. like relating that to your content. And I was like, surely that's where he's drawing a lot of his inspiration from maybe. Is that like an, an awesome channel for you growing up or something? Yeah, so growing up in Canada, that was one of those channels you had to pay extra for. So we didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have access to that in my <laughs> okay. house. Okay. But I, I, I was aware of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was more, the, the, the reason why I came up with the name was just kind of my uh first um introduction to those images mm -hmm. and they almost look like they were from a view master right and and that's kind of the angle i've tried to kind of toe for the last i guess it's been over a year now nice. um so my prompts have changed mm -hmm. like in how i can kind of coax images depending on the new versions that are coming out but mm -hmm. fundamentally like i won't post something unless it kind of has that feel sure sure yeah. sure sure yeah yeah and I, I do too i also like um you don't just do with your with your posts it's not just about the image you do really well with the music you match all the music mm -hmm. up really mm -hmm. well with the images and mm -hmm. stuff too oh, so it's like this whole total um, package package yeah. of, of an of experience this, yeah this inspiration so early on becoming you're saying you always doodled and things like that so early on who was like inspirations to you like artist wise who you were looking up to that kind of got you into the art thing yeah that's a great question so um i, I think initially it was always like comic book artists and mm -hmm. i wanted to be an imagineer for disney sure and i was just drawing constantly and mm -hmm. you know as a kid you know if you're one of the good drawers in class and mm -hmm. you're kind of like a cool kid too right yeah. can you draw me this can you draw yes. me that so it was Commissions. just practicing <laughs> christmas i was always asking for cartoon books like christopher hart mm -hmm. and it was just you know the fundamentals of just building things mm -hmm. and um as i got older um i started you know looking at some more traditional artists so if you look at my page you know i have uh, a liking to Vincent van Gogh. I think, you mm -hmm. know, as a, as a, as an artist, he's a bit of a tragic figure, but mm -hmm. innovative and revolutionary. And, mm -hmm. you know, he only became popular after he died and that's so sad. So yeah. if you can see, I try to tell like a somber line when I try to tell these stories and I have a goal of, of creating, um, animated uh, episodes, which behind the scenes are coming out very soon. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. so that's kind of an angle. Rene Magritte, um, I was a surrealist, mm -hmm. um, who really kind of was pivotal in, in that field um, mm -hmm. where he was taking absurd images and putting them together. I think that's definitely my cup of tea for sure. And, um, and what I'm doing right now, but it was nothing very abstract, but almost photorealistic. But when you juxtapose images together, you create this really weird sense of dream. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, it's been getting some attention. Right. And, you know, obviously pulling into nostalgia, everybody has that collective memory of the past and mm -hmm. almost kind of uh 
like an ache in your heart because things aren't like that anymore. Right. So yeah. I think maybe that kind of directs things over to my sure, page too, when sure. things were a little bit more simple and innocent and mm-hmm. it was just Saturday morning cartoons or mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme was spin kicking something. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. That's all you had to think about. Or some splits. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it feels like nostalgia's, uh, you know, especially since the post COVID when everybody was kind of really stuck in their houses for a year, you know, or whatever, um, all the kind of collectibles and the nostalgia things went into overload. It felt like everybody Mm -hmm. was really kind of dragging back and you saw all these new kind of things pop up, you know, everybody was making bread during COVID or, you know, and then like you see a lot of new, like different, you know, uh, people locked in their houses making different arts and and, and things like that, songs and songwritings. And I've really kind of uh, noticed that it's it's kind of drawing back a little bit now that we're kind of coming out post COVID a little bit, but I've, I've noticed now that everybody seems to have you know, maybe that, that, that ache of nostalgia, like you said, a, a little more, everybody seems to have that. And I just, yeah. I, I find that interesting. Yeah. And, and speaking of Van Gogh, I, um, I, I always enjoyed art because it was something I couldn't do. I just wasn't good at yeah, drawing. I'm terrible, I, dude. I, I had visions. <laughs> I was better at writing than I was. So writing was kind of my out, my outlook or, or my mm-hmm. out of things being an only child. And mm-hmm. I, I had to write, but, um, so in college, I took appreciation of art because I always enjoyed mm-hmm. I was like, that'll that'll be, I want to take a course that's kind of going to be fun. And then in that mm-hmm. course, I really started to um, appreciate Van Gogh when I was explained Van Gogh, uh, Jackson Pollock. Mm-hmm. And when you look at Jackson Pollock's later work, you're just like, man, what is this? But yeah. then when you go mm-hmm. and look back at where it came from and you're talking about troubled mind. And so when I, I had the opportunity to go to Amsterdam, um, when I owned my brewery, uh, we brewed beer out there in Berlin. And so when we were in Amsterdam, I was like, I have to go see the Van Gogh Museum. And it's so well done because it starts from the very beginning. And a lot of people don't realize with Van Gogh, he was painting people and, mm-hmm. and these scenes of people on a, on a, at a park and things like that and was laughed at constantly. And these, these, these artworks are beautiful artwork. You know, there's nothing mm-hmm. that... Um, Today, it, it's nothing that sticks out in today's world or anything like that, but it's these beautiful um, color coordinations that are all in the same tones. And then when you start going through the museum and you're going to where now you have uh, the flowers and you have um, stacks of weed. <laughs> yeah. And like all these different ones. And then he's going through things, inanimate objects. And then you get into all of his other later stuff that we know. And, um, mm. and so seeing him kind of, when you were talking about people being negative towards some of the comments and stuff like that, it was the same with him. And then like, uh, there was stories you read about where he tried to pay cause he was a bad alcoholic. He tried to pay bars with his paintings <laughs> and he, for a bottle of wine. And you come to think, it's like, I wonder which paintings I like, got. Are these the, the three to $5 million paintings now? Like <laughs> sure, this, I'm this person could have, you know, and it's same with like Pollock. Pollock went from this very dark, um, like demented, like obviously really troubled um, artwork of the guy in the electric chair and things like that. And then it moved into these just, it's this chaos where he just was throwing stuff at a, at a, at a canvas, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and if you don't understand who the artist is, a lot of this stuff, you just look at it like that doesn't make any sense, you know? But then when you start to study the artists themselves and you start to get more of an understanding on, okay, this was all done during drunk rage, you know, and this is his anger and this is everything that's in his starving mind tortured artist has been harvest. a trope for a long time, yeah. you know, like that's uh, definitely, you know, they say you can't like, uh, 
a lot of people say you can't uh, create art or experience art unless you're like a troubled soul or you've had, you know, like terrible, you know, sadness or loss or well, something yeah. in your life or is what really what spurs the great artists. And I don't necessarily think that's true, but it certainly does seem to hold true for a lot of them. It, hel- <laughs> it helps, you know, because I mean, art is that I mean, escape. It's the passion, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that escape, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and it's a way to express what you're dealing with and and a lot, of the, a lot of people don't necessarily want to go to a therapist, so they throw everything on a canvas or they write stuff down. They create stories and movies and mm-hmm. things like that, you know. So it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty interesting thing. Yeah. So. I was curious uh, about what kind of – I'm a big guy about um, – I'm sure you are as well, being a, being an art guy, uh, about censorship, you know? I mean, certainly I, I, I don't want to censor anybody. I think, you know, uh, no, no censorship is a good thing, obviously up to a point. But uh, I wonder what you think about the proliferation of like AI using like these deep fakes. Obviously, we had like the the Taylor Swift nudes like dropped or, or something on Twitter for deep fakes, and I guess like a like a Biden deep fake went out to a bunch of voters of him saying like totally crazy stuff. And I'm I'm wondering yeah. what kind of safeguards do you think should be put in place for these technologies without crossing that line into like censorship, obviously. Wow, yeah, that's that's a tough one to answer because there's a lot, lot of money to be made, right? <laughs> right so I know exactly. That a lot of celebrities. Well, first, I remember being a kid. And I think we're probably close in the same age. I remember, you know, when there was like a Fred Astaire commercial for like a, a broom or something, and he, they had contacted his, yeah. his his family and they said we want to use his likeness. I don't know how they did it back in early two mm, thousands, but right. they did it, and that's pretty much what they're doing now. James yeah. Earl Jones has sold his voice to. Yeah, to Disney, that's right? So he right. could be Darth Vader forever. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis, you know, mm-hmm. obviously he's um with his aphasia. He's uh he's yeah. not able to act the same way, right? So uh-huh. he has sold his likeness, and I think in a in a particular era, like his diehard um fifth fifth uh fifth sense. No, it's not uh-huh. sixth sense. Sixth sense, yeah. yeah. Fifth yeah. element. Yeah, he's in both fifth element. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. In that yeah. era. So I think in that regard, artists, celebrities, they might have an opportunity to really make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um you know, posthumously, you know, to make it. But then again, I really don't see the value in having celebrities in art anymore. Right. Although, you know, Tom Cruise is, you know, always going to be mission impossible. Mm -hmm. We know that James Bond can be pretty much anyone. And with AI, why does it have to be someone you recognize? Sometimes I feel like if I see Tom Hanks in a movie, it's Tom Hanks, Mm -hmm. right. And it kind of takes you out of it in terms of like scraping your voice. You you have to be super careful. I, I deal with a lot of, um, uh, security, obviously working with minors at a school. Mm-hmm. So even the other day I talk about staff, I'm like, forget, be careful with cold calls, right? If they're asking you to, what your name is and to say, yes, yeah. they could be using AI to scrape your voice. And yeah. wow. we know that telecom companies that. in Canada really don't care about dual authentication, you know? So hmm. there's all those things you need to worry about just in terms of AI and security. Um, but in terms of art and censorship, art's never really been censored, right? right? And the fact that you can, be avant-garde or you can kind of disturb some things you know karma will will decide what happens to your art right whether or not people like it Mm -hmm. um but then again you know there's artists like andy warhol that all he did was use copyright images right right? and he didn't even do it himself right he delegated it to to other artists and he is a legend um so i think it all depends on what side of the fence you're sitting you know Mm -hmm. taylor swift i know has been in the news when you use it um in a dastardly way there needs to be um consequences to that because Mm -hmm. who knows what people could do with your image yeah um, that's the most terrifying thing to to destroy your identity um that could be very damaging especially when you work so hard to create something Mm -hmm. 
but there's always going to be a dark side to everything that we do in terms Absolutely. of technology and mm-hmm. what we're seeing right now at the consumer level. I'm sure there are our powers that be have far more advanced things and right. Yeah. We're going to be able to That's see what I'm thinking. Yeah. Know, if the government, if we're getting thinking, this, yeah. yeah, if we're getting this product at the consumer level, then what kind of tools does the oh, government right. already have and has had for years at their disposal? Yeah. You know, like who knows? I wonder also, <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just thinking um, as you were talking about that, um, and since you're an educator and with AI, I know you're very pro AI, but uh, I imagine it's got to be pretty frustrating. I know for a lot of educators that I've spoke with about the the cheating element of like Chat GPT sure. and whatever, and trying to safeguard against that. And I found a lot of uh, college uh, people talking about it as well, saying that like uh, every professor now is taking their papers and feeding them into these AI generators to see if they're AI or not, like basing their their grades upon this. And I wonder what your thoughts are on on kind of that uh, proliferation currently. I think if you are if you're if you're if you're taking it from that stance where you have to feed through something through a generator, I think as an educator, you need to reassess what you're doing in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So with our staff, you know, I said that the kids are using it before you are. Right. I've been forecasting this for the last few years. Right. But if you're not involved, let's like, you know, Josh, you said that you're a writer. If if it, if your teacher is not involved in the writing process, then why are you looking at the final product and then judging it there? Right. You weren't along the path when the kid was doing the rough copy. You were giving mm-hmm. feedback and having them adjusted and talking about why they're writing something. And then you're going to to be the judge and jury whether or not they used a bot to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I've I've read my share of AI created content as a as a vice principal. I can tell that it's that it's not made by a human. Mm-hmm. And it's just not as good. Right. It's it's. Generic. and grammar is concise yeah but there isn't kind of that flow like there's mm-hmm. kind of like a a very sweet candor to to someone's writing where it has their own style and right. you can kind of pick up on it but then again i think the teacher needs to be more involved in the process throughout sure or em- embrace it right have you know i've in our social studies program i've created uh, little algorithms that will conjure someone from history so the kids are asking that bot that entity questions and then they'll go in and fact check it after right instead of doing the other way so i think you know learning oh, that's can be interesting huh new and exciting for everybody involved in the classroom but i'm of... not going to waste my time you know running something through a, a fact checker and then you have to convince a parent that their kid didn't write it too it's just there's no point mm. yeah that's really interesting so you kind of do like an algebraic social studies kind of formula basically it'll be like i flew a kite in with a with a key attached to it and they're like and i was one of the signers of the declaration of independence but i wasn't a president and they go and fact check that and like oh that's ben franklin that's talking to me but you don't tell them it's ben franklin that that's like a, a learning process of yours that's really oh no i haven't done it i haven't done it that way but that's really cool like a mystery oh, guess that's, yeah that's, that's cool that's what i thought <laughs> no, it was it's like yeah. a jeopardy question that's what i would eat that up if i was in school i'd be like who that am i talking to no, here I, I like a little bit uh lower hanging fruit so in canada we're all oh, in our grade six seven program we're learning about the war of 1812 mm-hmm. so you know we can conjure someone from history like laura secord who was at least from our history book saying that she was like a spy so oh, we could wow. ask her you know, you know what her thought process was. Oh, or we've been working. Uh, my, my friend and I. We've been creating a JFK one, so oh, we even neat. have it capping his memory after he died. So he oh. mentioned something about his, when his brother was assassinated. I'm like, whoa, whoa wait a second, whoa. you weren't around for that. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're correct. <laughs> wow. So, 
it's it's interesting to kind of play around um, with these two cool like tools because yeah. you know the kids are going home and they're probably talking about what they did. Sure. Of, What'd you do today? Like oh, I don't know. I, I talked to JFK computer. today. You know, like yeah. that would yeah, blow my mind if I was a parent in the game. I mean, well, you did what today? You talked to JFK. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, that that's what drives me nuts. With my kids just ask them, "Well, what'd you do today?" And so then I start then I start asking, "Did anybody do anything funny?" Like any anything mm. crazy happened? Like trying to, but it's like you I don't understand their their brains are moving so fast, and there's so much they're taking in on a daily basis yeah. with 100%. like the the school the drama at school with their friend or this person's upset mm-hmm. over the and the and then you get home and it's just like then that's like it's a whole yeah and it's this whole set of new stuff to put yeah. in your brain. It's I'm gonna go play with the neighbors. And I, and so it's like and then at the end of the day it's like well how how was your day today? It's like what'd you do today? I don't know. And then it's yeah. like they're they're that's an honest answer though they really don't know yeah. that there's been so much going on yeah um, mm-hmm. so like we so what was it uh, in the early two thousands I think we we started seeing the holograms so like on yeah, concerts like they had two Coachella or whatever yeah, yeah. and uh, John yep. Wayne uh-huh. and so then we were like oh this is bad and then like all of a sudden boom it's AI so it's almost a move from this holographic thing or holographic thing to now this AI. So where do you so think the where, next step? Do you have any idea of where you think the, what the AI next evolution would, will be? Because I mean that moved yeah. really fast, and I think where AI is now, there'll be a slower movement. But where do you think is the the next movement for positive or negative? I, I, I'm going to try to to let's go like Star Trek, and I'm going to do a positive spin on it, opposed yeah, to yeah, I'd rather, like Star yeah. Wars maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's we're right on the footsteps of quantum computing. So right. with quantum computing, you know, you're able to make calculations that will far exceed anything that we're able to do. So where I see that going is the automatic generation of content. So right now, um, AI is catching up with video a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you can see, I've, I've played around with a little bit, but it kind of takes away where it, it ruins the magic when something's kind of glitch a little bit. Right. Um, quantum computing is going to make that, seamless Mm -hmm. so you're going to be able to ask to see a john wayne western underwater you know with these people in it and Mm -hmm. it's going to be able to spit that out for you so i think that's what that the next version of netflix or whatever streaming services we're going to be is like a personalized holodeck and i think you know with quantum computing it's going to be able to do it um so that's why i think it's kind of arbitrary that hollywood is is trying to license these images. I think it might be their last stand, but yeah. I don't think there's going to be room. And and it, it it is sad because you know I went to school for art and I you know I'm trained in video editing and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I can see that that's going to be obsolete as soon as I can start generating graphics really? and, wow. and images and special effects because it's going to do it. Like in Mid Journey, I can make anything that I want. I only post stuff for what fits within the framework of DejaVu.tv. Sure. Stuff I'm doing at school, like I'm my kids at my school, we're not even looking at Google Images anymore. They're making their own. Like if they need wow. a picture of a forest, they're using Adobe Firefly, which is a little bit watered down, mm-hmm. but they're making their own images. Wow. So the fact that these kids are conjuring things from the ether and using them, I uh-huh. think they're going to be prepared for the future. That's ins- I did not even think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. That's an incredibly uh, you know mind blowing take to me to think about this huge uh, like contract negotiation for like the Hollywood actors that they just went through, where they were talking about the AI likeness rights were a big uh, sticking point during that. And to hear you say that this next evolution is just going to be 
AI generated content of whatever you want from anyone that is going to make Hollywood and writers obsolete. Basically, you know, if like you can have someone coming up with an original idea and putting it in this program and spitting out something at a high quality using this quantum computing, then, you know, why do you need a, a $200 million movie budget and writers and cameras or anything, you know, when you can just do this instead? Well, that's, that's one thing I heard. Uh, I think Matt Damon was talking about the reason movies today aren't as great. Mm-hmm. It's because it's taken, so he to have a movie made, it's taking him fifty million out of his pocket to do marketing and all this, mm-hmm. and then he's mm-hmm. got to split the the earnings. So if he makes a hundred million, he's got to split half of it with everything everybody else. So mm-hmm. now to to just for him to come out even, he has to hit a hundred million, right. and then mm-hmm. and then so one hundred fifty million for him to turn profit. Now is your story some love affair story? That's just a nice story. This isn't a blockbuster movie or anything mm-hmm. like. That's a huge gamble. Right. So maybe with the AI, I think I think writers, actors, all that will find a, producers. All of them are going to find a way to make their money and their career as it goes on. There's just going to be sure. there's there's things we can't think of right now that they'll create hmm. to where they can have their hands in this thing. I think you're because right. I mean basically this AI is I mean when they went to uh, do Alien, they said it's Jaws in space. Mm-hmm. So basically, you just say that to AI, and AI would create Alien. <laughs> yeah, you know. So it's basically just. Now the person can sit at home and give the the AI a uh, pitch. It's like still and then the AI infancy. would create it. So and, yeah, sure. and and like you said, I mean, you're we're we're still the humans, and there's still uh, an artificial edge to these programs in their infancy. They're not completely evolved to a point where they're spitting out content where you can't immediately discern it from human created content. We're not at that mm-hmm. tipping point yet. No. So I think you know Hollywood's obviously going to be around for a while. Actors and voice actors and oh, yeah. and directors like Christopher Nolan who have singular visions of what they want to do are always going to yeah. be around and get paid and have a market but to to hear you speak about quantum computing and just to have me who i play a lot of dungeons and dragons you know so to be able to like hear you say that is my mind's going a million miles a minute to like download one of these programs now and be like vampire fighting leviathan in a dungeon and i want to see what kind of ideas it's going (laughs) to give me you know like i had not even thought of that as a tool and now like i I absolutely want to investigate that that sounds so so amazing yeah well (laughs) if you're using if you're playing dungeons and dragons you can have chat gpt construct a very elaborate scenario in game for you I like love it. in a second i love that and you know and it yeah. can update as you're as you're playing you can feed what's happening and it it's it's quite remarkable wow. and in, in regards to hollywood i think what's really kind of cool about crowdsourcing you know mm-hmm. um we've seen that in the last few years where people where people are supporting things that they like right you know why can't there be more of a grassroots attempt and if hollywood does see well people want to see this cell animation x-men kind of theme mm-hmm. that you know I, I i revisit because it's popular mm-hmm. yeah why not right mm-hmm. you know i loved x-men from the 1990s yeah. i have never seen that x-men again that yeah looked like that. yeah everybody yeah, loved right? that show for sure yeah when i saw your content like the one that really stuck out to me was smurfette flipping off and like smoking or whatever <laughs> like that was yeah. so like revelatory to see that because like you would never see like that cartoon or it'd be on a t-shirt or like, yeah, yeah when the dirty t-shirts like, that you get sent home so 
good. Cool. It looked so authentic, like that universe. I was just like, I really would like love to. I'd watch a live action whatever of Smurfette in that scenario, like being a caustic like Smurf, you know, like down on her luck and just like, I like. Well, that's what that's I, so up my alley. It's, my, it's incredible. My comments on his post are always would watch. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> every time like I would definitely I get that watch a lot. It. Yeah, so yeah. because because of of um of this great attention i've never i never expected uh the account to blow up the way that it did so um behind the scenes my friend and i were actually i'm the only one behind this account but um i have a like i said scarborough is a, a very interesting place so i have a lot mm-hmm. of creative people uh that i grew up with um so we're working on animating some of these so creating a portfolio which it which the account is um behind the scenes where we are splicing these things together in like a robot chicken kind of yeah okay. scenario where i will be pushing out like 15 second episodes oh, of wow. just randomness because awesome i think that's what everyone's attention spans are yeah, but i think sure. that's we've never seen a robot chicken after right and it yeah. was using these images and mm-hmm. likenesses and toys from our childhood and making mm-hmm. them an absurd environments that the big companies would never put them in right and then that's it then you move on to yeah smurfette mm-hmm. you know flipping you off and then you're going to <laughs> yeah. you know robin williams getting drunk or something like that yeah. as a genie like yeah. it's just things that are funny and then we move on because you know life is is like that these days yeah yeah, yeah. it's really great i, I love i love the content i hadn't seen anything like it and josh was like i just like check this out what do you think about this and i was like i don't have instagram um i i i don't really surf i'm I'm on Twitter. I read it scroll a lot. I saw that you'd post under Deja Vu and under some of like the mid journey subreddit subreddits and yep. stuff um, talking about that. So uh, I don't really consume a ton of like the visual content really. I, I, I consume a lot of text content. I like reading on the internet more than kind of like yeah. taking in the visual stuff. Um, and Josh is kind of the exact opposite. Yeah, I'm a visual person. I like. So he like sends me these links and he's like, Hey, check this out. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, this is really interesting content. He was like, well, I'm going to bring this guy on and talk about this stuff. And I was like. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun, man. And to hear you, like, uh, give me the ideas for the Dungeons and Dragons, man. Like, I'm I'm literally going to go home tonight and download one of these programs and start playing around <laughs> yeah. with for scenarios. Like, I've, it's I've just going to make my life so much easier, dude. I, I love it. I've thought about having us do <laughs> one and let it kind of learn through all of our episodes and then have it as kind of a character. So we can, like, ask them what they think <laughs> about certain. An episode yeah, for and, us. Or just That'd like, be hilarious. We could just we kind of be that. like, what do you think about this topic? And give it a name and mm-hmm. then let it answer. And it'll just some most of the time it could be just off the wall stuff, which would be I would, better. I would love as to it, hear as that. it learns. That would be funny. When I go back there's a to- podcast called Dudesy. Um Will Sasso from um Mad TV mm-hmm. runs okay, it yeah. with uh, uh I think his name is Chad. Um but they they their shtick, whether or not it's true or not, they say that AI is the producer of their podcast so mm-hmm. it scopes the internet for popular subjects and mm-hmm. then generates questions based on that whether or not you know it's sure. wizard of oz so there's somebody behind the curtain right, yeah. but that's their, mm-hmm. their oh, that's stick. Cool. but i think you have something there for sure that's a oh, cool idea too that is yeah cool yeah and, and going back to like uh hollywood i think with uh with ai um and taking voices it might be cheaper and easier too for them to use it say they got to do like a um a, a a re-edit or like a, a voice where they miss voice some lines over, yeah, and post-production. The yeah. The actor can't be there. They're on another project instead That's of pushing the project thinking. back and yeah. having them come in. It's like, well, we can just use AI to put that and hit yeah. this, these three lines that we need them to say, you know? So I, I, I think they're going to figure it out. I think they just, they're like most of us, they're lazy. 
Mm-hmm. And they, they, they don't want to be put in a situation where well, they have they to don't relearn like having shit, their you know? status quo upset. And nobody likes that. They like the way things are. You know, change is change. And well, it's Well, they're it's dealing with DVDs being gone. DVDs was a huge, because you would release the movie yeah. and you get a big chunk uh-huh. of money. And then we release the DVD. That's a whole nother chunk of money. And that's gone right. now. So yeah. now they're trying to scavenge that together, and then AI comes into play, and they're mm-hmm. just like, "Oh my gosh, what are we going to do?" Yeah. You know, and then their contracts with streaming services—they're not getting all the money they want for streaming services because most streaming services are like, "No, this is what we're going to pay you for it." Like, we're right. not negotiating. Mm-hmm. If you want it on our service, this is what you pay because right. we have plenty of stuff and yeah. we have plenty of subscribers. You know, so, um, so That's yeah, so it, crazy. But I, I, I didn't, I didn't even think about the the quantum computing. And all that's that. got that's, my mind blown. I'm still yeah. thinking about it. We live in that's the golden age up. of content right now, is what I call it. You know, like we've got social media content. You've got infinite number of streamers putting out their own content. You've got creators putting out content on their own social media. I mean, like that's what kids are watching nowadays. I've had this conversation with Josh now. YouTube, like man. they don't watch TV anymore. You know, they watch their YouTube creators. They're watching Twitch creators, uh, TikTok creators. You know, they watch yep. these like individual small creators who are putting out this content. You know, they're not consuming, you know, cartoons, you know, televised Saturday morning cartoons yeah, like we were anymore. There's not really that huge kind of uh, group think of, of nostalgia anymore. You know, right. obviously yeah. there are for the big ones like, you know, Mr. Beast or whatever is like the big yeah. huge one that everybody fo- follows or whatever. But I, I wonder in 20 years, you know what kind of nostalgia they are going to have with such, you know, smaller communities. It seems like that, that people are really gravitating towards now, as opposed to the, the larger, you know, syndicated television shows of our youth, you know, like GI Joe and he yeah, I mean, or we, Transformers. We lived in the, we lived in the best time though. when it came, when we had cartoons being created to sell toys, cause we had the yeah. best toys, you know, like yeah, I go, that's true. I, yeah. And you're right. Like we, like I work with kids, so I know that there isn't kind of that collective cult, Mm-hmm. Um, that we had right mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you didn't watch it last night well, yeah. right yeah like, did you tape it <laughs> like, yeah no, we're gonna talk about it <laughs> yeah or yeah and having those toys and those commercials where the kids are like immersed in like a dirt pit and like you know, all these cars yes. are are flying around like <laughs> with my kids like if we're actually flipped to tv and they're like what's this i'm like this is called a commercial yeah like, and, I, I was thinking these are fruit snacks this is sugar you like that right <laughs> yeah they didn't yeah. know that they could be you know sold they oh, love yeah. it, right but there's a lot of memories or there's a lot of stuff that i couldn't even i wouldn't be able to tackle because kids or maybe followers wouldn't even recognize it like i've always wanted to do like my buddy right oh, yeah. Like yeah a toy yeah yeah growing up but I'm like, uh, I don't know if that'll translate well. So I did uh, My Pet Monster, sure. and that didn't seem to to get track as well either. But then I can see the the age demographics on my account, and I can see, oh, okay, people 30 and up liked it. Yeah. People 30 and under didn't really seem to recognize it, and sure. that's just they missed out on that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were, yeah, really the first kind of guinea pig marketing generation. Mm-hmm. You know, we did, in hindsight, you don't realize that, you know, what was happening when you were watching those Saturday morning cartoons. But like you said, you know, they had the cartoons that were selling the action figures. Mm-hmm. And then, like, during mm-hmm. the commercial breaks, you'd have, like, your cereal commercials. Oh, yeah. You'd have, like, your water gun or video game yeah. commercials. And I remember as a young kid memorizing the jingles of the commercials 
like I loved the songs and would like sing the songs. I remember like the slip and slide songs and the super soccer songs, you know, the intro songs to like, you know, Chippendales Rescue Ranger. I still sing all of them. You know, you can still sing all of those, you know, just like a a Pavlovian response in my brain when I hear them. I'm instantly teleported back to like sitting cross legged two feet away from my television just for like four hours every Saturday. It was the the beginning of real marketing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they knew. Looking back, you don't realize, you know, what what was happening when well, it's it's wore off too because we're still at our age we're still buying legos oh, we're man. still we're still buying all these yeah. things you know that's and like, why they're they're coming back man i mean everybody now has you know are we're adults we have our own kids and we're like you know trying to pass on our nostalgia to mm-hmm. them of what we love i show my kids a lot of the you old know. commercial like look what i was yeah. look what was thrown in my face because we'll go <laughs> we'll go to pizza we haven't had my kids that didn't grow up with cable so we'll go to pizza king and the pizza king we have has a tv and you put a quarter in it and it can play the tv and I put it on the Nicktoons or whatever. And then my son's just wide-eyed looking at these toy commercials and yeah, stuff, you know, because right. he's, he's in action figures. I'm like, yeah, there's no, I was like, I forgot that like, you guys have never seen this. Like this yeah. was, this was 90% of my day yeah. just seeing this stuff, you know? So and great. so I'll go back on YouTube and show him like the, the, um, a big long uh, collaboration of all the GI Joe commercials and stuff, mm-hmm. like fifteen minutes long. I'm like, mm-hmm. check this. Out. Yeah. Look at these toys, man. I was like, the, I'm not, the like, battleship. Yeah. It's like the size of the coffee yeah. table I was or like, whatever. I was never that no able to get that had. one. Yeah, I couldn't get that one. I had that. I had that. You know, and it's yeah. it, it's 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 nice fun. But yeah, they just don't have that anymore. And it's 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 a whole it's a different world. And I mean. You can, like we were saying earlier, you can be afraid of it or you can just be like, all right, well, this is it. Like, so how do we, how do we navigate that? You know, you seem to have a very positive outlook. On yeah. It. I'm it, sure you do as nice. a teacher. You know what I mean? Now you're teaching young kids. I haven't and heard, haven't heard wanna, much positive. You know, see the, the good in the world. I'm sure, you know, have a, I, I'm a very cynical person. I'm a single dude, you know, live by myself. I got a couple dogs, you know, I'm just a, you know, a, a jaded, you know, cynic <laughs> of the world, you know, um, but you know, to hear you speak about, uh, you know, the future and the kids and how, you know, touched in that they are on on this stuff and and i'm glad that you know uh canada at least in in in, in your case are 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 pro- proliferating and, and teaching art because they're cutting that out of schools yeah, completely here. down here we don't have like music or That's art programs in our public schools and i think anymore. you know we are like we are in covid was tough sure you know obviously in, in the education system a, mm-hmm. a lot different in canada than in the states because you mm-hmm. know we, I, I did have a chance to kind of uh drop down when we were allowed to mm-hmm. um but, uh, you know, I think this is the renaissance. This is a new renaissance where everybody has the capability um, to create and to share, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easy to kind of to hate on people, but everyone, if you're sharing and creating brand new cool stuff, then then why hate on it? And yeah. there's so many avenues I haven't even explored yet. I know music is another thing that will be touched upon. Like I know there was like a Drake song that was done with AI. And I think there was a Kanye West song that was also done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. And, you know, if you don't like it, then you don't have to like it. But we didn't have this last year. Right. right? And we right. didn't have it when we were growing up. And if if I knew that I could create anything that I wanted, that would have been a genius. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To us. So I think, you know, we have all this new technology that floats up and it's what we do with it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously there's there's things we need to be worried about. You know, I could go down a rabbit hole on a lot of dark stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know, I think if if. if, if Culturally, we accept it. We try to embrace it instead of trying to safeguard it and lock it behind closed doors. And yeah, yep. And the, you you mentioned fear mongering at the beginning of the 
of the episode on the news they do share that a lot right like yeah, you know that's what sells open ai yeah. is afraid that you know they've created like a sentient model yeah right? you know, i think if everyone is transparent let the world decide what mm-hmm. we're going to do with this stuff because there's always going to be a military component of to course. it right you know being able to make these decisions these of war course. games yeah. um scenarios which i'm sure has already been kind of decided for the last like 20 years and we're just sure playing along with whatever scenario it is but right there's a lot of cool stuff that can keep us maybe distracted from that yeah yeah absolutely yeah so let's keep it uh yeah, yeah uh, there's a there's a new video game that was, just came out called pal world mm-hmm. and, yeah pal world yeah, yeah and a lot of it's right ripped now. off of pokemon mm-hmm. and stuff and there's this yeah. big controversy and they're like oh because the guy who's behind it all has come out and had a lot of positivity about ai so now everybody's like this mm-hmm. game was made strictly on ai and a lot of the gamers and the content guys who do the game, they're like, so what? It's fun. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's like the cares number one it, game out. Who cares right? how yeah. it was made? It's fun. Like, yeah. and there's not mm-hmm. a lot of fun games. So yeah. like we're getting a fun game. Who cares if it's AI or if they did it? And the guys, and they're, cause they're like, if, if it is AI, he's paying his guys really well. Like he's one of the highest right. paid small, small, uh, I think it's Japanese um, studio, but they're really small, but he's paying like all of his, all the, it's a small crew, but he, they're all making like 200 grand to make this game. Right. So even if they're, wow. even if they're doing AI, he's paying them really well to have like an easy job, which sure. what's wrong with that, you know? Sure. And, on, and it, like you're saying, it's like, let the world decide it. You know, it's yeah. the number one selling game. It, it's second all time for the most streamed at one time. Yeah. It's behind. Wow. I it's think big. I forget which one was the, the, the main one, but but it's beating out all these other games. But all the, of course, people are going to try to find the negative, and it's yeah. and the negative isn't even that bad. It's not like we live in a hater culture in the in the yeah. content world right now, you know. And I mean, that's just that's the that's the the double edged sword of, of the internet. Yes, it brings us all closer together. We're we're much more interconnected to it's be the able yin to and the yang. Always, yeah, exactly. Everything's but, you yin know. And yang. You got to take the good with the bad. Ultimately, yeah, you know, absolutely. people love to hate on the internet, and I mean, that's just a, it's a sport, you know. It is. Yeah, it's, it, it's it, easy, and I think I think it's absolutely. Easy. And I think with our brains get um, get wired a certain way, when you're constantly taking in negativity, your brain is going yeah. to be wired into being negative. Well, it's and, easy to fall into that yeah. online for sure. That yeah. that 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 toxic discourse. So that's typically why I don't engage. You know, I, I've been on Reddit since like its inception in the early aughts, but I have posted maybe five times. You know, I just I like to lurk. I like to consume the content. And just, you know, I don't really get into the discourse too much because I find like myself, like I said, I'm a jaded, cynical person. You know, I just I, I'm very susceptible to that. So that's why I typically don't engage more of a lurker kind of in the shadows <laughs> consuming the content. But but yeah, man, uh, our conversation today has been insanely mind blowing for me. Yeah. I cannot wait to implement some of these ideas in my D&D campaign and check out some more of your content. I'm so excited to see these shorts, dude. That's going to be yeah. incredible. And speaking yeah, of that, coming out, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, and with like you're saying, you're moving forward to doing the shorts and stuff. So, do you do, are you afraid of like running out of like ideas and like with with like what you're because I mean you've done so many different um, 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um, cartoons and shows and things like that. Is that kind of a worry that sooner or later you're just gonna have to start recycling a lot of these same ideas or? Do you have even further idea to move on to something totally different anyway? Yeah, so that's a good question. That This is just phase one. So right now I'm just uh, creating as much as I can because from what I have been playing around in the background, my images translate very well to animating using uh, After Effects or even using AI 
tools to animate. Um, but I think, you know, like some of the, the shorts that are coming out in the future, some of them will just be like a, like a video of someone's like lips talking over top of an image to make it look kind of super cheesy, like almost uh, leaning into the the Thunderbirds kind of <laughs> yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think, you know, if uh, we make a few of those, we'll, we'll see what the, the litmus test is. But my goal is, as always, is education and um, and trying out new styles and experimenting. And, you know, it really is irrelevant whether or not, you know, a post gets likes. Sometimes I just have to exercise these things out of my brain. Like yeah. running out of content. Like I drive, uh, my commute is, is long um, to, to get to my school. So it's usually listening to music mm-hmm. will generate an idea and will bring me back. You know, I'm listening to like, you know, songs I listened to in high school and like the, the late sure. 90s. Yeah. That will put me in a different mindset. So I time travel back then. All of a sudden that made me remember this and that and then i have to you know ask my phone to record a note because i'll forget it yeah but then <laughs> i'll spend a couple yeah. days working on something and, and push it out and see what happens well, that's cool and talk a little more about the process so with the ai um i've noticed with some of yours you're doing kind of the uh the head moving the it's kind of this this smaller kind of motions that are at your yep. added to some and sometimes with the ai that i've seen other people do it um the the matching up of the mouth sometimes when the head will move in the mouth you'll see these kind of almost like glitches and stuff is that the is that so with the process i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out how to ask this question i obviously don't know enough about to ask it but um the 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 mouth kind of being off is that Mm -hmm. the ai or is that like the art the art like touch up kind of process like what where i'm trying to understand like does the ai themselves doing the lips or is that more of you guys as the artists kind of adding that that. that's a good question so from what i've seen there's kind of two methods of doing it so there's one platform i think it's called did that people are using and um you can type something or say something and it will animate a mouth onto um your model but the model I don't think is moving. So it can be very accurate in terms of like the lips moving, but you're not going to have it mapped when the head's moving. Right. There's another platform people are using called Runway, which is doing some incredible um, AI video stuff. Um, doesn't do a good job of, of uh, carrying it over with the moves, right? So that's when if I play around with an idea and it doesn't, like, as soon as it starts glitching, I, I can't. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. It loses the magic for me. Sure, so sure. I'll, takes I'll you out of it. Cut it at a certain point before it kind of you know becomes dystopian and mm-hmm. falls apart. Mm-hmm. So that's why my angle right now, until AI video catches up, is to to slap on an actual video of someone speaking over their mouth and then kind of map it. So you still get the goal, but then you're not some you're not kind of being taken away from the the illusion. That's yeah. an interesting. Trend. But it will yeah. get there, and I'm sure I'm. I'm sure, you know, if you put a little more time into it, but I don't want to spend any more time, you know, mapping things on there just for something that's short, but AI will catch up very, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's been like, it's fast. Two years, what? Two years since like consumer AI models, maybe, you know, like I I remember the first thing was the app where you could like bring old photos to life. Yeah. When they were like showing like old people from like the 40s, like their wives. That's wild. And then it seemed like a week later. 
it was everywhere. Yeah. And, every, and I was like, whoa, this, <laughs> this moved real fast. Yeah. You know? like, mm-hmm. And those first versions of like chat GPT that came out, you know, like I was blown away by what they were able to do. I was like, what? Or even all those robots that they were making in um, in China, where they'd like the yeah. robot, and it would it was it was an AI, and they would feed it, and then they would have conversations with the yes. robot, and some of the stuff they would say, you're just like, whoa! And then you I know? think, then yeah, dude, some of it was like, that's pretty cool, you know, but some of it's like, woo, man, that's it's that's terrifying, yeah. it's terrifying, it's just, and it's just one of those things, like I said, like. Um, an educator like you in it, like I think the 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 problem for me is is I just don't understand it. Yes, and that's, that's why, why I, that's that, why I'm terrified. Yeah, that's why I'm just like I don't know because I don't know. Like, yeah. um So like I kind of stay, but um, I know a few people who use the Chat GPT in our um, in some discords, and we'll kind of bring bring it bring it on and ask it questions about stuff, and mm-hmm. and it's 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 accurate. And then sometimes it's just some Weird. off the wall stuff. Where you're Weird. like, that's funny, yeah. but that makes no sense. Yeah. You know, like where did you get that from? Yeah. Um, that makes me feel good at least because every time I like my brain goes to that dark place again, like I'm a total cynical person. I'm fear. thinking of like, you know, Skynet and Terminators. <laughs> and then like all I'm thinking about then is like when you like ask it something and it spits out the dumbest thing you've ever heard. And then I start thinking about like, you know, the Boston Dynamics commercials of oh, those robots the ro- where they're just like kicking them over or whatever. And I'm like, sure. OK, I've got a few years until the Terminators come for yeah. me. Then I think I'm OK. Right now. <laughs> Yeah, not to not to scare or anything, but if you're AI and you and you knew that people were scared of you, you'd play stupid a couple of times, wouldn't you? I'm sure. Oh yeah, my god, like yeah, you're that, absolutely that right. Play a little coy too. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what um, absolutely they right. asked um, Neil deGrasse Tyson about it, and he was like, "Well, he's like, he's like this. The thing it would more than likely just come to the point where AI would look at us and be like, we 'We don't need you.'" Like you, right. you, you bring nothing. All you're doing is destroying stuff. Like you're doing right. nothing they to help disregard anything. Disregard us. As yeah, it would be obsolete. this thing where it would just the same as what we do as humans. We look right. at certain things like that's that's useless. there's no use to that. Yeah, that's I'll useless. kill it or get rid of it. it right. And it's kind of the same. And that's I think where a lot of that fear comes from. It's sure. like we know deep down inside how we treat other things. <laughs> yeah, we do not you want know? the tables. Yeah, turned and then when us, something's there that. has the same kind of that is being taught from us. Mm-hmm. You know, sooner or later it's going to look at us and be like, we're it, we're better than you. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's where the whole. The fear of the putting the chips in your brains and we becoming kind of the cyborg thing, but yeah, but yeah, it, it is nice oh, yeah. to hear. Like, some why don't Elon stuff. Musk just put a chip in someone's brain uh, <laughs> yeah. last week? I know. And see how that goes, or or it turns into the whole Matrix, right, where we're in we're a in a vat and we think that we're happy, but the AI has always been there. Right. And yeah, it's running yeah. in the background. We're just pretending that we made it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're in a simulation. Yeah, and that's the whole simulation thing. It's like people. There's that theory that we're in a simulation now. Yeah, you know? so like people this think is that all, so. People think that all the time. I don't know. You know, so Man. There's, lots of, yeah, there's lots of news in the States I've heard about. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, AI yeah. And oh, yeah. They go crazy. Around. Well, yeah. I mean, we've, they've been talking about here. Like there's this big fear where it's like, oh, they're going to, they're going to chip you. And I'm like, well, you got, they already did. They got a cell phone. You got a cell phone in your like, pocket. You're already chipped. chipped you. You, ag- one. you agreed to it. it. Yeah, you yeah. yeah. You agreed to it and you continue to get a brand new one every, every year. year. <laughs> you know, so it's like, why are you already. worried about this? They already got you. That's like, what I'm saying, man, we, we, people our age who are, you know, older and we've like grown up. I remember we're like the last generation to have technology basically our whole lives. I mean, I remember in elementary school having 
like the the orange screen, you know, with the the floppy disk ROMs and doing yep. like C prompt, you know, and then playing your Oregon Trail with mm. the, on the green screen on at the, the floppy. DOS, you know, and then we had our NESs, yep. and we've basically went through the progression of technology from mm-hmm. its inception our whole life. You know, mm-hmm. so we're very comfortable with it, but we also remember it in its infancy and kind of the the steps where it's came from. And, you know, like so for us, like every single thing we've ever done in our life has been digitally collated and recorded mm-hmm. and re- they've got everything they're ever going to need yeah. on us. The government or marketers or whomever, and, you know, like, for mm-hmm. our generation, but they don't necessarily have it for these young kids now. Right. Um. But after this conversation today, you know, like I know personally for me, I've had a lot of conversations with my friends about, you know, how uh, we live in the golden age of content, but you're seeing a lot of recycled content. There's tons of remakes. They're making, you know, they're remaking Highlander. They're remaking, excited about that, you know, though. whatever. They're remaking all these older movies. They're going to make another Harry Potter, they're saying, you know, they're going to, uh, mm. they have all these new Lord of the Rings Lord shows. Rings. Yeah. They're going to redo know. the whole story. And I say we do live in the golden age of content because we do, because there's so many options out there, but you do see a lot of recycled content. And after this conversation today, where you're saying, you know, in a few years after we're able to, you know, fine tune these softwares and have machine learning come in, I wonder then, you know, when you're able to just give prompts of whatever, you know, I think we're really going to move into a true creator generation where all of these kids have all of these tools at their disposal. They're learning them in school growing up. Mm And I feel like, you know, we're not necessarily these younger generation is going to be wired to be a nine to fiver in a cubicle, you know, being productive, running Excel and CRM software, you know, doing whatever. Yeah. I feel like people are going to be more creatively inspired, you know, because automation is going to kill a lot of jobs. Like, I think we all agree on that. It's going to kill a lot of jobs. So what are people going to do? You know, and I feel like after this conversation today with you, I feel like people are going to lean more into the the creation of content, whether that'll be, you know, movies or music or art or or whatever, you know. Well, I think it just gives artists a chance to make money for years. I mean, forever, like true artists weren't making money. Like mm-hmm. they just couldn't. You'd mm-hmm. have to set up on the street and sell some sell an art. Just like a, we a were painting. talking about Van Gogh. And he was yeah. poor as yeah. hell his I mean, whole life. You, you know? spent 20 hours on this beautiful painting, but like you can it's only worth what someone will give you for it. Right. You know? So it's mm-hmm. like, then you make 10 bucks, but it's like, I need 10 bucks. I need this painting, <laughs> right. you know? That's but crazy. now it's this point to where it's like an artist can like actually make a living. And, um, I guess that's one of the, the positive things about it. I mean, we've talked about it with uh, stand up comedy, like YouTube and all social media has helped stand up comedy massively, yeah. you know? And so, sure. so, I mean, I think, I think it's just going to be a transition, like you're saying with, um, with people and how they Man. and who they become and what how we do things and I'm hoping for just a massive cultural shift personally you know I wanted to see our gender our culture you know our, our worldwide culture you know go like you said more the way of Star Trek than Star Wars I'm ready for the more <laughs> That's a, utopian yeah. technological society where we're all you know very egalitarian and you know everybody's on the same level you know uh, socialize the technology get it out there for everybody to use you know i'm, I'm ready for that and that's like all i'm hoping for is like we can get away from this rat race and this wealth accumulation mindset you know to just 
you know, exploration and, you know, living our best lives, you know, have the technology do all the heavy lifting for us. Let them run the Excel sheets and, you know, run the stock market, automate all that, you know, we'll take all the rewards while we can make, you know, art and music and, you know, live our lives and rear our children. Or just have the technology do all the stuff that's killing us. You know, like that's the thing is like some of these jobs, I mean, will never go away, but like we can take the risk of human life out of mining and, you know, there's cobalt mining instead of like having child slaves do it in Africa for us. Well, now that you brought that up. So I read an article two weeks ago and they said that AI had, that's what the article said. AI had found a new way to make a better lithium battery um, using um, new compounds that you could amalgamate together, which, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, you know, it, it's there's child mining in Africa mm-hmm. um, to get that out of there. So maybe AI, you know, we can embrace it. It can create these new fabrics or materials or power sources that will make maybe clean energy or, Gosh, you know, I will so. facilitate, you know, more equitable living solutions worldwide or with right. medicine. Right. But right. then again, you know, not to be an alarmist, but there's going to be someone who wants to make money from that too. For sure. So for sure. As long as there's like a, a global push for, for this, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the big thing with using kids and stuff like that is all about cost. So if you're using AI, it's even cheaper, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. so and it's even, right. so you can pay so a computer it, even less than a person. Right. And a lot of times <laughs> we as citizens aren't getting what we exactly want because like you're saying, there's so many wants to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. like, all right, well, here's a way to where you can make your money and it's totally cheap, mm-hmm. you know, to do it's even cheaper. So like, but then there's still going to be like, they're going to take it and be like, oh, it's even cheaper. We're still going to raise prices on this or we're going to still, you know, like we got it. That means we can make even more profits. It's yeah. not that we can continue making the money we're making while helping the consumer and giving people. There's going to be a tipping know? point in my estimation. I mean, there's only so far you can monetize everyone's daily lives and keep extracting wealth from them and every single thing and facet of their lives, monetizing <laughs> their hobbies to where they're now jobs and gig economies and things like that. I mean, there's going to be a tipping point, you know, I mean, I just, my hope is that these softwares and tools, you know, tip us in the right direction as opposed to in the wrong, you know, I mean, I just, I hope that, but I mean, I don't know if it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. They don't become weaponized. It's more, That's what yeah, I'm saying. The, yeah. the global cause. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. There's been just... a lot of things that have been, I mean, Da Vinci created a lot of, with this codex, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. It's like a lot of that was used to create aviation and and mm-hmm. things like that. That help is also yeah. used to weapons and like yeah. you know. So it's like it's all about. It's like here, here's this. How are you going to use it? You know, yeah. and and you just hope that whoever gets their hands on it uses it in the best best way possible. Here's know? to that man putting out that good vibe out there. Don't use AI for evil. Skynet bad. Making <laughs> art good. <laughs> So, Joe, we really appreciate you coming on, man. This was awesome. I had a lot um, of fun today, man. This is awesome. Yeah, like, Me like too. thank you. Yeah, I have a, I have a different view on it. It was, it was I got I got what informed. I was looking for out of this. So, like, a little more for positive sure. and more understanding on it. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, is there anything else besides Deja Vu uh, TV on Instagram or anything else you want to um, talk about or tell people about? Shameless plug. Get in there. I would just kind of uh, thanks for watching and stay tuned. There's some really cool stuff coming down the pipeline. And uh, once again, just uh, thanks again for having me on. And please feel free to to comment if you're looking for anything in particular. I'm happy to create things for you guys. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, we might we might do that. Uh, See, I I was thinking about for when we go to put the episode out, 
I always try to have a picture or something that mm-hmm. kind of talks about episode tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I don't know if there was something that we could send pictures of us and you could do like an AI uh, oh, working yeah, of easy. us or something. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, we'll nice, do that, man. man. We'll but send yeah, you some photos or something. This there. was, yeah, Sounds really, good. really good. We'll have you back on. Um, and like I said, I'm big fans. I'll be following sure. you and I'll keep commenting. We'll watch or totally would watch kind for of thing. For sure. But yeah, man. I'm looking forward to Ed. seeing your new shorts and anything that you put out, man. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it. Definitely support you. Thanks, man. So Jared, right, uh, thank you so much. Jared, go ahead and uh, get the uh, email and stuff real again for everybody before we get out of here. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. If you want to reach out, let us know what you thought about Deja Vu TV or AI in general. You can hit us up on the Melon Party Hotline, 317-520-3168, or shoot us an email at the Melon Party Pod at Gmail. But be careful. We'll scrape your AI off of our email and send you an, an evil Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> we're going evil with it, even though we are like, yeah. Give us your data. You can also find us on speaking of uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram <laughs> uh, under under the Melon Party. But yeah, we appreciate you guys uh listening. Appreciate Joe coming in. This was uh this was great. A lot of fun, man. We'll, we'll see you guys we'll next time. See you on the next one. Peace. All right, bye bye.